Lime, duh. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. And after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians are dissecting listening to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, because, uh... Sports aren't exactly my thing, so... <laughs> Dana Black, a.k.a. Dunsky, uh, Black Amora, a.k.a. The Creatine. Dream, baby, a.k.a. Papa Oat Milk, sipping a little oat milk latte right now. Oof. Shut your hole! A.k.a. Donnie. Dirt sheets. Cruising the dirt sheets, baby. Bing, 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 bing. A.k.a. Day, the modern gay goof and spoof. Haraja. Someone you idolize. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Baby! This girl, uh, she is mine and ha, ha, She's fine. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction of all of our spicy, spicy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. And remember, Monday Night Raw is presented by Southern New Hampshire University. Wow, that's a huge sponsor for Raw. That's a big <laughs> get. That's a big, big get. Um, before we get into all the wrestling, the spice of the week, baby, because there's a lot to talk about. There's always stuff to talk about. Even when you think there's nothing to talk about, you're wrong. We got it. Too much to talk about, buddy. So much to say, Dave Matthews style. But before we do, remember this podcast is grassroots. Um, we do this podcast ourselves, so support the podcast on patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. But whenever asking for handouts, get access to all of our awesome, awesome bonus content. Like this week on Monday, I put out our free uh, uh I put out a, a pre free Patreon preview episode of our full gear episode, hang, that we did a bunch of patrons at post full gear. We recorded our reactions, me and Tulo the Supermark, and uh then uh we hung out with patrons, and they were able to cash in on the spot. If they had something to say, they threw up the cow sign in the Zoom, and we let them uh, uh, come on in. It was a really great time. Check that out. That's how we're always pushing the podcast in the next level. If you like that kind of stuff, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Also, fun announcement, uh, on November 22nd, we'll be having our second ever cow Zoom Thunderdome. That's uh, for Survivor Series, where if you're a patron at the $10 level, you can come hang out with us and watch uh, Survivor Series live when it begins um, on Zoom with us, which is a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, also, I never do this, but uh, follow me on Instagram, at DamnBlackAttack. I mean, honestly, should, I should do this every single week, but check out, follow me on Instagram, at DamnBlackAttack. You can believe I have a podcast, and I don't tell people to follow me on Instagram. That's probably the number one rule of podcasting. Anyway, look, we, we, there's too much to talk about. Uh, before we get into it, you're like, hey, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard Aaron. I haven't heard Aaron's voice. Where's Aaron? You're like, I haven't really heard that, uh, uh, that Philly uh, uh, sneer in the background from, uh, from uh, Nasty Newman. But you are hearing something. And uh, what is it? Sierra Hotel. Echo. 
Jason Shapiro, what up in the house? You do what it do, baby. Yo, welcome back into the Cal uh, Zone. By the way, just for the record. Into the Cal Zone? Into the Cal Zone. The Cal <laughs> it's zone. getting hot and cheesy here in the Cal Zone, baby. <laughs> welcome to the Cal Zone. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Oh, hold on! I got Oh, what flavor? Lime, duh! Oh, wow! Beautiful. So, Dan, I mean, as not only a, oh, a lifelong wrestling fan, yeah. uh, but as your best friend, uh-huh. and on more than one equa- uh, on more than one occasion, uh, the man who saved your life, right? Um, I got to tell the you, best man this, at my wedding. I was the best man. Period. That's right. And also, I served as the best oh, man at your wedding. Yeah, like Rusev. I was the better man. Yeah. at your wedding uh and also as some people said i i mike hogged at the ceremony and and made more of a meal than necessary out of the uh the blessings that i said the sheva brachot people well, said I, hey i didn't feel that i didn't feel that i thought you did a great job i couldn't have been happier you. thank you but i i heard from some people like hey man you weren't really supposed to like do a whole thing with that you're just supposed to like do the the blessing and pass the mic back to the rabbi i was like i don't know i have a feeling the people are going to want to hear from me here that's not even the, the the last thing you did. You also started a yes chant at my ceremony, at I my started, reception. <laughs> I did start a yes chant at your... And by the way, for the people who know me on this podcast, you guys know I hate Daniel Bryan. Hate is a strong yeah. word. I, I, I th- he's he's grown on... He's proven to me in recent uh, angles that he's as good, you know, as, as he deserves to be in the conversation. But Stupid! At the, time got, at the time he got married, I was... I, I, I had never seen anything that I thought was even remotely good out of this guy, including the yes movement. And I vowed to never do a yes chant, but because it was your wedding, my gift to you was I broke my own rule and did a yes chant for you guys. Right. How do you feel about that? I should have known better, dude. Yeah, I should have um, known better. <laughs> but I was going to say, as a guy who's been in your life for a long time, I got to tell you, this intro keeps getting longer and longer, and I'm sitting here watching you on Zoom, and, and out of context, like if I, if I just went to like see someone from high school that maybe we haven't seen, yeah. if I went to like see... You know, my buddy Shelby or something. And I and I was like, hey, he'd be like, hey, how's Dan? How's Dan? If I just showed him, like, ah, here, take a look at this 30 seconds and just played him a clip of you doing the intro to the show, he would yeah. he would he would be like, Yo, is he all right? Like, what's going on over there? What's this guy doing? Like, he seems unwell. It's a crazy whirlwind of sound effects and screaming. I mean, it's beautiful, but at the same time, it's terrifying. Yeah, I know. You know, if Shelby was upset with me, my response to that would be, uh, <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm sorry, Shelby. I, I, I didn't care about you then. I don't care about you now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, Jacob Shelby guys, was it? No, he was a nice guy. I'm just kidding. We were, we're in the cow zone. Um, we're in the spicy, Jets, hot I, I, I got it before we get into the wrestling because we actually have a lot to get into. I'm pretty excited uh, uh, because we have you here, and there's an expertise that I'm excited to really uh, uh, take advantage of while we have you here. I just want everyone to know, if you're watching the Zoom video, the chef <laughs> is, is not defying gravity. Um, he chefs has a back issue right now and is laying down with what is the setup here? You set up your computer on how is it floating in air so you're able to lay on your ground on well the ground? anyone who knows anything about anything knows that i'm the kink master okay and I, if there's yeah. a will there's a way i'm gonna work out the kinks so you know the doctors say i need a bacchiotomy you know i threw my back out uh yeah. lifting yeah. weights yeah. the other day and so i'm laying on the floor did you feel I, it did you feel like the moment where your back went out 
Remember go, that time where you were you were just going to like load the cartridge in the sixty N sixty four? No, 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 no. I was dusting behind the television. <laughs> I was on my hands and knees, feather dusting behind the cable boxes. It was too much dust, and I, I was froze. Just, I was just sitting on the couch, and you were just like bent over, and you're like, "I'm stuck." Yep, that was it. I couldn't move. I had to roll over onto my side. I just laid on the floor for like four hours, and then crawled to my bed. That was that was it. Going out, out. Uh, my back yeah. is not out, out right now. It's just severely tweaked. So it hurts a lot. I'm limping when I'm walking. I just need two or three days of just laying on the boards, you know? So I'm not about to do a podcast sitting in a chair. So I have to lay down on the back. What I have here is you'll see on either side of me uh, some wood, right? Some stew's wood, if you will, right? It's not stew's wood. These are TV trays made out of wood. I open two TV trays, and I have a plank of wood right here. And then I'm resting my laptop. I'm seeing the sh- I see the shadow. <laughs> Here's the sh- then I'm resting then I'm resting my laptop. That's the square you see behind my head. So that's yeah. the camera's facing me. It's right above my head, suspended between two TV trays on a plank of wood. So I got the, laptop the microphone. Might fall on your face during pod. mid podcast. If if there's a tremor here in New York, if we get one of those New York <laughs> earthquakes, New York tremors. I could get a, a face full of Microsoft, and uh, that would not be great. Yeah. Uh, here's, this is actually the sound uh, when you p- take the laptop down from that rig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All listen. Right. Uh, that was worth it. Um, this is hot garbage. Okay, so, Shams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, okay, listen. But, but, by the way, who else do you know who, if yeah. they threw their back out, and they told you they would do the pod, would be like, you know what? Don't worry. I'll be there anyway, bro. Mm. On Zoom? <laughs> in the Zoom times or in regular times? Either or. Because I would give Either you credit. Or. You're the guy who I felt like, yo, I really need you on the pod. Even when your back fucked up, you get on the plane and fly out here and get it done. You know what I'm I saying? get it done. So I'd say that, but I think a lot of people would come out for me on Zoom. I really think I don't know. That, that's such a small level of commitment. I don't think, I think so. A lot I, of people can give me that. I don't think they would. I got. You're absolutely right. It's a much smaller level of commitment, yeah. but even that, I feel pretty good about myself for making it happen. Can I answer one of your previous questions? When you said, uh, "What would someone think of it? Someone we went to high school would be like, how Dan's doing?'" You'd be surprised because you think that you think people' response would be like, "Wow, Dan seems like uh, he's he went nuts since high school." But I actually, I think people see me and are like, I fucking wish I was free no, as a no, bird no. like that. You know no, what I mean? Dan, the response to it are more people being like, yo, it's cool what you're doing. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. You're, you're, you're way off base here. And I'm like, I in think it's no, way cooler what you're doing, which is just living a regular life. <laughs> look, in no way would I think that people outside of the biz would look at you like you're crazy. I'm specifically talking about yeah. watching your podcast intro is a little bit jarring. It's a lot of, yeah. it's a whirlwind of of mania basically it's just non sequiturs and inside jokes and screams and sound effects that's what i'm saying however as a guy who's also marginally successful in the entertainment industry right people who are not in the biz they look at us and they go that was generous to both of us (laughs) that were marginally (laughs) successful i would say that uh we uh, we both have worked on real television shows we both have performed at the highest level of the most prestigious theater in New York City. We both have gotten paid to do comedy. Uh, We both host podcasts. I also host a national radio show, but that's not a a penis showing contest. But I mean, we're we're both marginal successes. And I think that's great. Anybody who doesn't do what we do 
thinks we're doing fucking great. They think we're killing it. It's oh. only us who are in the tornado, in the eye of the storm. We know how truly shitty things are actually going. But for people, yeah, people on the don't outside know that, like, in, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, we knew Kate McKinnon. <laughs> oh yeah, they don't. They don't, yeah, they don't know how good. How, they don't know how close we were to actually being successful. But it doesn't matter because it's a journey, baby. And we're sometimes you're riding high, and other times you're laying you're right prone there. on the floor in immense pain <laughs> underneath the TV tray. In your childhood hoping bedroom. Computer doesn't in your childhood bedroom, hoping that a New York earthquake doesn't knock a laptop into your face, so you could talk about wrestling. Which twenty minutes into the episode you still haven't done. So okay. there's ups and downs. There's ups there, and downs. There's ups and downs. That was perfect. You perfectly summed it up. All right. So fashion. Shebs, here's the thing. So I would yep. say this is that I think there's actually a reason we're not talking about wrestling this week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we are. It, listen, it's unfortunate. I said I said it last week. Uh, I was watching this clip of Vince Russo. You know. And, uh, and yeah, well, <laughs> he says, bro, more than any, it's unbelievable. The amount more of than, bros, uh, this guy says, it he way says more bro, than Riddle. More than Riddle, formerly Matt Riddle, currently just Riddle. We'll get yeah, to that yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone told me why they think that is, and it's actually more interesting than you think. Um, but, um, uh, so yeah, he was like, yo, look at this. Look, the next couple months, bro, listen, bro, so listen, bro. Bro, and he's like, bro, there's going to be Survivor Series. No one's going to care. Like, the next couple of months, no one's going to care, you know? And you're yeah. like, you're right. Like, Survivor Series, it's very hard to care about Survivor Series. Yeah, but so, I say that every year. I no, say, we say this it every year. the low times. Survivor Series is the last most important of the four big pay-per-views. It just right. doesn't matter. The, I, it is true. It's like they, they have an interesting thing where they could include NXT, and then Survivor Series is kind of interesting because then you see the NXT guys in there. But they are not doing that this year. I read it's because Vince is not happy with the creative of NXT and him and Triple H are, are, are not getting along. But who knows? That was just, you know, Donnie Dirt Sheets work. You know what I mean? Found that when I was cruising the sheets. But I don't know if that's actually true. But I don't know. NXT. I mean, all right. Let's just take a step back. How do you okay. feel about NXT not being involved in Survivor Series? Uh, I feel fine about it. I don't fuck. <laughs> I mean, the fuck do I care about NXT? No, I mean, I here's know. the thing. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. It we know. Uh, you and me had this conversation off pod. I think yeah. not that long ago. Is that NXT is awesome for yeah. what NXT is? Okay, NXT, however, has gotten a little bit too big for its britches. Now, what I mean by that is, NXT is the developmental territory for WWE. Yeah. It was awesome when it was just on the network. There was no pressure to make it a televised, advertised dollar earning product. And it was just like, yo, we're going to train our guys, hone our right. guys, come up with shit, make it happen. Sick matches, guys would show their stuff, they'd work out character, and when they were ready, they'd go up to Raw or SmackDown. And it was kind of a shame because it's, it's supposed to be, by design, perennially be getting drained of its talent. People are like, oh, they keep draining all the good talent from NXT. That's what they're supposed to do. NXT is not supposed to be this fucking all-star show. It's supposed to be where the the, the developmental guys go. Right. And because we happen to have a string of such awesome developmental guys, like you know, 2015, where we saw like you know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and all these awesome the Sasha Bailey stuff in NXT, yeah. all that stuff was incredible. Then they decided, hey, we could sell this shit. This shit is good enough to go. Right. So now it's like a third brand. It's on USA Networks. 
it doesn't need to be it shouldn't be because now we're ruining what it is now people like terrible tulo are saying like oh you know this is the this is the premier brand it's like it's not a brand it's supposed to suck we're supposed to take the best parts of it and ruin them in the big leagues that's what we're supposed to do with nxt um i love that finn balor went back there by the way i think that's actually cool they're doing cool stuff with it but but you should not be shunned for not watching nxt nxt is like watching you know power plant on wcw or something or like sunday night heat it should be like the lowest rung on the professional ladder for wwe I, I think it's man, it's so tricky. NXT is it's 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 weird because they're in such a purgatory. And uh, look, I, I say that my biggest complaint about WWE product is the lack of structure to it. You know, and this mm-hmm. is more uh, more of a knock on that where it's like they literally call Adam Pierce WWE official. You know, and they're like, all right, I guess he's like makes the rules around here. So you're yeah. like, okay, if you think about a year ago, NXT invaded. Remember, they invaded Raw and SmackDown. Triple H was allowed to book matches on Raw and SmackDown. There's yep. no bosses of Raw and SmackDown now. Survivor Series again. You've established this brand. It's still happening. It's still going, but they're just not on Survivor Series. It's like anything. You know, anything goes with this guy like you know it Absolutely. feels like a WB like they don't have that whereas like look at I think the, one of the like ultimate the pinnacles of structure I believe to be New Japan where it's mm-hmm. literally it feels like they have these tournaments every year it feels well like look so those people those right? people love structure they yeah. love order the trains run on time over there there's a very organized culture in Japan I know I love Japan I have high, they crave high for the- rules and structure and, and I'm uh, not saying it even has to be that, but it's just like maybe in a way, it just feels like kind of a mess, you know? Like literally. Like, but look, Miz but at this took point, the briefcase off of like. I love that. I love when a briefcase when someone loses the briefcase. Yeah. it's amazing. I love that. I love that. That's allowed. You know. Well. I like it when it's put on the line, like uh, via a match. It was fine. This one was just a little. This was a little goofy, just because Otis. They just chose to keep him so goofy that you couldn't take him serious at all. And then they literally did a Law and Order segment uh, regarding right. the briefcase. Which hey, is by the way, we take, we take the briefcase really seriously. You know. Hey, by the way, I yeah. didn't mind that Law and Order segment one bit. I enjoyed it. I love JBL in there. I thought it was a great <laughs> judge. I love fucking getting the APA back together. They yeah. threw a dam in at the end from Farouk. Loved it. He, I got a couple things to say. It's Ron Simmons. Thing, thing one I got to say is, <laughs> for years, not years, but ever yeah. since I saw Heavy Machinery and Street Profits, I've been saying, look, Otis is a star. Montez right. Ford's a star. Right. Tucker is garbage. Rosario Dawson is a nobody. You know, and I was like, we got to get Otis and Montez together to be the the, the heavy profits. And we need to get Tucker and Rosario Dawson, throw them in the garbage. They're the street machinery. They're dump trucks. Get rid of them. <laughs> now, as soon as Tucker turns on Otis, where's Tucker? He just won his first singles goal, the 24-7 championship this yeah. week. Yeah. He, he was in a seven, he was in an, an octuple threat for the 24-7 where he, as well as everyone else in that match, held the belt for three seconds. This guy is about to get fired, and it's not even his fault. I feel so bad for Tucky. All he had to do was stick with heavy machinery, and it, 
or at least with the the, the street machinery and become right, a dump truck. I, I like that. That's what I mean. It's it's crazy because it's it's a uh, it's like you think about what and we're going back to the original conversation. You go think of NXT, and you're like, oh, the Viking Raiders. Maybe they come out and be like, oh my gong, God. and it was like war, war, yeah. and people were going nuts. <laughs> and they yeah. came in. They called it the Viking Experience. Then the, whatever a, yeah. the Viking Raiders, whatever the fuck they're called now, who cares? But literally, like one of the Viking Raiders is just in the ring, like. Like a fucking, they, it's basically the equivalent the twenty four seven titles when they throw like cash in the ring and you all have to like grab it. You know what I mean? Like it's like so embarrassing. He's the twenty four seven. He's dressing like a Viking in the middle of the ring. Like you're like yo NXT. It's like you know, ah oh, man. It's it's I don't know. It's so weird. It's, I, I don't know what to NXT, say about Look, it. it's a children's birthday party. The twenty four seven title. The WWE product it. feels so easily fixable to me. Well, maybe I'll fix it. I got There's a big so meeting. much. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. a big meeting next week. Yeah, you want to tell the people about your big meeting? <laughs> uh, every once in a while, I, I I pretend I'm gonna work for WWE and I throw my <laughs> resume over there just to see them chop at the bit. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, we'd love for you to write here. Let's do an interview process." And I go, "Yeah, okay, pal." So I'm gonna do that. I'll do the interview. I'll see what I'll see how it goes. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, that's gonna be that's a, that'll be good. Um, they're gonna talk to you for a couple minutes and then be like. Uh, but here is the no, nah, no. Nah, they're, they're, they're so gonna here's the you. other. You're gonna go so in there. It's gonna be a, the system. I, all right. I, I want to. I think. Say? I think a couple things, and we get to business. One, I think you could cool it with the soundboard a little. I think you're doing a great job with it. I think you got to ratchet it down to like a four. I think you're on an eight right now. We don't need this many sound effects. <laughs> okay. Um, two. Yeah. Two. You mentioned Adam Pierce. I send it you to oh, God. deletion. <laughs> Adam Pierce, I think, has been the only structure in this whole quarantine. Wait, no knock on AP. Adam uh, Pierce. Adam Pierce. Finally, I, at first, he was just showing up with the referees to break up fights, and then every week you'd see more of him, more of him, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's like the GM, but no one's even saying what his name is. Then right. finally, I found out his name, and now everyone knows his name. it's Adam Pierce. Then. I don't think the comedians of wrestling universe know Adam Pierce. And I think we teased it, but I don't know if we did it. If you get one more Patreon, I just want one Patreon. I will unleash to the people what the streets have been saying about Adam Pierce. A lot of whispers on the streets about Adam Pierce. I've got all the information. I got your hook up here. One more Patreon and we're going to, and then you're going to do the bonus 15 minute Adam Pierce episode. It's the episode that nobody gives a shit about. Nobody asked for, nobody wants, but it's only 15 minutes and it will be yours for the low, low price of one more Patreon. (laughs) Who gives a shit? (laughs) uh, All right. So I got two things I want to jump into with you about this week. Um, One thing I want to do is I want to jump on this. I had this text conversation with Tulo that I want. I would like to uh, that I would like to run by you and get your take on. Okay, I would love it. And by the way, I got permission from Tulo to read this on the air uh, because I, I don't think it's that cool to read texts from two people unless you get permission. Okay, I agree. You got um, absolutely. But so textual right, consent. I, I gave Tulo some shit on the air. By the way, I did reach out to Tulo, offered him the uh, the opportunity to be on this program, and he. Um, Declined to probably drink some Coors Lights or something. No, I know because he probably threw his back out. Most people won't come to a podcast if they throw their back out. I will. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, okay. So I, I, I he, he said, yo, I'm just getting around to last week's pod. I don't even know why you're mad at me for being positive. And I said, <laughs> and I said, I said yes, and for not holding ah. WWE accountable. Okay. 
Okay. Because last week I was giving too low shit because I was like, sometimes he's just like trying to see. He's like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. But I'm like, yo, you have to hold him to a higher standard, right? Like Roman Reigns, we could have been like, yeah, he's good because his matches are okay and he gets heat. You could settle for that. But mm-hmm. like, no, we want the vest off and we want what he's doing now. So because mm-hmm. I pushed him, okay. Yeah, because you pushed him, now he's where he's at right now. Absolutely. You are the guiding force behind this Roman Reigns. That's what I'm uh, saying, product. man. Thank you for agreeing finally. Um, and then I said, yeah, for not holding WB accountable. The Tula goes, oh, please. That's a 2019 take, maybe 2018. And, I, and he goes, what kind of insult is that? I don't know. He goes, judging by how lustful you are over Sasha every week after you constantly told me she's not that good, I would say maybe you need to do a little reflecting. She <laughs> said that I to said, you? Yeah. And then I said, she's not that great. It's so disappointing. <laughs> okay. okay. And then he said, get over yourself. And then I said, she looks like a male. Mike's like a zill. And and then dot, 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 zilch. Okay? Gotcha, gotcha. And then he said, you legit have said nothing but amazing things about her. And I said, yeah, I like her. She's a B-plus player. Yeah, great. Look, considering Bailey's a fucking C-minus, a B-plus is like the best we've seen in a year, right? So what's wrong with B-plus? Right. I- Daniel Bryan got to be people's favorite wrestler of all time by being a B-plus player. B-plus is enormous, man. It's a huge grid. Anyway, go on. Right. Um, but he sa- and then he said, I said, she's a B-plus player. He goes, Young Bucks haven't cut a good promo all year. And then I said, that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Said, but they are one of your, your guys... Uh, uh, because they took a pick with you, have some accountability in that. <laughs> okay. But I said Sasha and I said Sasha and the Young Bucks are a fair comparison if Sasha had started an entire wrestling movement. Oh, <laughs> fire. Guns are blazing. But you could argue that she did with the Bailey matches in NXT and, and the women's evolution. Wait till where it goes. Okay, okay. where does it go? He said, By the way, we are right in the pocket right now in the hot, cheesy calzone. <laughs> We're in the calzone. <laughs> We're in the pocket. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Newman chimes in. Oh, he's, he's on, also he's on, on this text thread also? <laughs> yeah. And then Newman goes, Young Bucks low-key stink, but no one's ready for that conversation. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that energy. <laughs> And then I said, this combo is disrespectful. I don't think you heard. The Young Bucks took a picture with me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, By the way, the Young Bucks are being inducted into the the WWE Hall of Fame next WrestleMania because they took that picture with you. Right. Vince is putting them in his Hall of Fame that he loves them so much now. Um, And then Newman took a picture of the Rock and Roll Express and said the Young Bucks are this now but younger. But Rock and Roll Express are awesome, so I don't know what he was going for there. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I go, it's fine, man. This, this is the too low. It's fine, man. You just have lower quality standards. You like a wrestler who's almost good, and I like wrestlers who revolutionize the game. Ooh. <laughs> burning them. Okay. It's like when you bite the hot cheese and it burns your tongue. <laughs> the calzone. And then Tulo said... She did start an entire wrestling movement. It's called the Women's Revolution. Ding right. dong. What are you even saying? Okay. But, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Newman, referring to the Young Bucks, chimes in out of nowhere. Newman out of nowhere goes, 
revolutionized the game by peaking on the indie scene? <laughs> I mean, it is. A, a, that's a boss move, man. That's it's a strong move, peaking on the indie scene. Right. Um, and then, and then Tulo said, "I'm very serious. You are being a ding dong." <laughs> well, it's a great insult. I love his commitment to calling you a ding dong. And then I said, honestly, Sasha's contribution to women's wrestling, I'm underestimating. I, 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 I actually took that point. That's sure. Great. Yeah, I think, I think it's true. Do you see that? You ever see, have an, see that? An argument with someone, I go, actually, you changed my mind. I'm kind of actually disregarding yeah. Dude, I Sasha's totally, I, yeah. I totally understand that. Every time I have an argument with people, they say that to me. They're always telling me how I changed their mind. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, you didn't know? A <laughs> brown now, now. Um, I said, Tulo, don't say something you're going to regret, man. Do you want to take back calling me a ding dong? <laughs> Which time? Drop and then it like he three said, times. No. And I said, wow. Um, uh, yeah, then the rest of it's whatever. Then Tulo started okay. talking about how he hopes they don't put Hangman Page in the dark order. Well, what did you think of that conversation? Um, it's a fun conversation, man. I mean, I think friendship is important, especially in the quarantine, to have people you could connect with. You know, uh, that's that's great to not be isolated. I'm glad you have that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so yeah, why, that's why I read it on the air. I read it there <laughs> not because I was curious about your takes on the argument. I read it on the air because I wanted you you to know that I have friendship. Look, I'm just glad you're okay. I mean, sometimes I'm busy. I can't pick up the phone. I'm glad you have other friends you could chat with, bro. It's great. <laughs> Not at all what I was going for there. Bro. Oh, okay, okay. I'll take a piece. Sasha Young Bucks. How do you feel about that? Was that okay. I'll take a piece. By, I'll take a piece. Take? By piece. Um, I, I'd say I, there's there's good people on both sides. I think there's fine people on both sides. Obviously here. Um, That's but a I line would, that I try not to fall into, and it's actually really difficult. It's a great line. Look, we don't need to talk about this fucking ass fuck, but the thing is, he's got great lines. That's how he he won an election with just yeah, in terms of pageantry. Water? Uh, it's one of the wettest hurricanes we've seen. Uh, it, it, one of the wettest in terms of water. That's incredible. <laughs> from, no, it's from the standpoint of water. This is one of the wettest hurricanes we've seen from the standpoint of water. It's incredible. <laughs> Yo, the guy Trump, has a way Trump with words. Make Bush, he makes George Bush look like he was a genius. But here's the thing. George Bush would say these things, and he had a glint in his eye where you knew he knew he was fucking up. Like, he'd say something dumb, and he'd be like, ah, I don't really know kind of how this should. I, hey, bro, like, I, you got me. I'm kind of doofing this up a little. And wink. <laughs> and Trump, is saying this, Trump is saying stupider shit with a stone-cold face of, like, yo, I'm fucking schooling you right now, you bitch. <laughs> but honestly, like, George Bush, like, remember the stuff he would call, like, bad guys evildoers? And you'd be like, evildoers. You're like, why is our president saying evildoers? And you're like, all right, you know, he was, like, Southern, like, whatever. That's fine. That was his style. But at the yeah. time, we were like, that's not presidential. He should be, he should speak in a, a, a more beautiful language, <laughs> you know, like, more professionally. The king's, the king's prose. <laughs> then Trump, literally, when he met, remember the first time he met with the COVID doctors? He came out and he goes, like, I went in there. These people were blown away by me you know he's like i have an uncle who's a great doctor he says i have an uncle he's bragging that his uncle is a doctor he goes he was a great doctor i went in there and like you have an unbelievable he's like i was like yeah you know maybe i just have a natural ability i mean <laughs> the guy the guy basically a, a stole he stole my gimmick that i use on <laughs> wrestling podcasts 
it's, it's a great gimmick to fuck around with your friends on a podcast. It's kind of a dangerous gimmick if that's like what you're selling to the country. Anyway, we're tangenting here. Yeah. We need to get back to the important stuff. Let's go. Okay? Let's, let's focus up. Young Bucks, Sasha. Here's how I feel. First of all, I heard Tulo come at you with a lot of like, this is 2020. That shit would have flown last year. But he said you were, you say lustful things about Sasha. Is that what he said? Well, I guess, I, yeah, I guess that was because I said that she looks like a male all the time. I will, I will say something lustful about I think she's fucking ferociously attractive. Yeah, I'm I mean, very I, I, sexually attractive. attracted to Sasha Banks. I can You're evaluate her that. performance. I can evaluate her performance as a wrestler completely independently of that. However, you would be a fool not to acknowledge that on some level, someone's physical attractiveness mm-hmm. or their conventional good looks is still part of their packaging and is still a factor by which the large uh, majority of viewers will take in and, and evaluate someone as one of the many facets of their game. I think I'm cute. Sure. I know I'm sexy. I mean, just like I Sean, do. right? I mean, it, it, well, Sean Michaels' gimmick was that he was a sexy boy. He was a male stripper. Right. Okay. Not some a boy wrestlers, boy. And not some your boy. Male, some male wrestlers are fucking hot, and I love it. Okay, like Drew McIntyre is a fucking smoke show. Randy Orton is a fucking stallion, and I want to ride him. Keith Lee doesn't do it for me. Okay, Dolph Ziggler, handsome fucking guy. For some viewers, that layer of physical attractiveness adds something to the the character, makes you like them more, or sometimes makes you like them. He's a stallion, and I want to ride him. (laughs) That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Again, some people. (laughs) Don't like pretty boys or hands or or like you know quote unquote like uh you know sexy diva type stuff. Like some right. people don't want that in their in their the people that in one of their guys. You get to pick what makes one of your guys right. For me, something that usually works is you got you got to have some looks in there. For me, I like that. So, is it the most important thing? Absolutely not. Is it dangerous when you're talking about female wrestlers because of the quote-unquote problematic history in the 90s and beyond of female wrestling? Absolutely. It's a little bit more of a slippery slope when talking about female talent's uh, looks because for many years in pro wrestling, that's pretty much all they were evaluated on, and that's bullshit, right? right? I'm not saying you judge someone based on how they look. I'm just saying, like, if you're Scarlet Bordeaux, it's a yeah. great part of your gimmick to be the smoke show, right? If you're right. A Shayna Baszler, it's a great part of your gimmick to be fucking gross. Like, that's that's just... How it goes. Like Samoa Joe, part of his gimmick is being gross. He's like a nasty looking mean dude. And that's that's part of the gimmick. The way you look and your traditional or untraditional handsomeness is part of the packaging, guys. So it's okay that I think Sasha Banks is freaky deaky hotsy totsy. I'm going to talk about her wrestling totally separate from that. And what I can say about her wrestling is she broke Paige's neck and she's an asshole for that. Uh, no, I mean... She's been doing great. Her swag is off the charts. Right. She's already better than Bailey ever was as champion. Is she disappointing? No, not to me because I've already been disappointed by Sasha years ago. We've already been through, hey, Sasha Banks isn't as good as we thought. Right. Right? Coming out of NXT, we were like, Sasha, you could say that Sasha was better than Charlotte at the time. Right. They had those back and forths. I, How I many thought matches? Sasha was going to win at, at my bachelor party at WrestleMania 32. 
And now I'm I can't believe that. But in my predictions, I chose Sasha. I was like, that, well, that but, was but crazy the thing is this: at, at at that time, she right. was on the same level as Charlotte as far as promise potential. Again, this is at the dawn of their main roster careers. Right. She had done excellent work in NXT. She's a fantastic wrestler overall. NXT they do a little bit less stick work, a little bit less mic work, so we didn't see that that sort of hole in her game, right? But um. She, her and Charlotte were neck and neck for who the real future of the business is. Now, at that very same WrestleMania, Dan, I predicted that Charlotte would win that match. Right. Uh, and the reason would be is that you got to think like Vince, and if you have yeah. this historic match, you got to go with the blue chip. This is Charlotte motherfucking flair here, okay? Yeah. Even if it doesn't work out, who's going to fault you for putting the belt on a flair, you know? No. Um, and by the way, Charlotte's mic skills were pretty fucking terrible. Now I think they're pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, Sasha just didn't grow into that role as much. So you were saying that I, I she's also a think she hasn't really tried. Like that—that's my other thing is that I don't think she's really pushed on. I see a lot of her. I've always said this: her, her uh, lusting, for lack of a better word, but her uh, fanboying, being a little marky for like, oh Eddie Guerrero, I love Eddie, uh, you know, and all that. And I'm like, it's time to come into your own. And then I felt sure. like I've never seen her develop this legit boss gimmick, you know? Well, I And, and I wanted to say one a moment. But just speaking of uh, 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 when we were at NXT in San Jose and we saw Charlotte versus Sasha, um, WrestleMania 31 uh, at the NXT show that wasn't even televised. It was before takeovers even existed. Remember, we sat front row. I bought the tickets that day. Remember? Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and so Sasha walked by me because I was on front row. And then she walked by me, and I was like, Sasha. And then she goes, don't touch me. And she backed up. And I, was, I didn't even get close to touching her, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh. I was like, that, it was such an awesome moment, like a small fan moment of her, like, thinking that everybody wants to touch her and stuff. And I was right. like, oh, like, I had such promise for that character. You right. know, like the legit boss. And I was like, that's what that is. And then after that, it was all like, I'm wearing Eddie Guerrero's pants. Like, you know, like, and all that. It was just all, all marky shit. I think, though, that she has shown flashes of developing the boss character. Like, she, just in the way she carries herself, like, the, you know, I think that she exudes that kind of, like, I don't give a fuck, that, like, kick you in the balls, like, get the fuck out of my face, ho, vibe. Like, I get that from her. I think she's pulling it off. I think she's doing a better job with it now than she did before. But I agree, she definitely underutilized the gimmick and the swag and the persona that she had built for herself. She had underutilized it. Anyway, I think I she's think doing she, great work now, and and her matches are I, good. She can go totally. I look but, like I said. The, I think that in the few weeks we've had from Sasha being the one with the strap instead of Bailey, she's already destroyed and lapped and surpassed anything good that Bailey had done or interesting or like. Oh, she did a good job with X Y Z. Sasha's already doing a better job. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah. I think Do I think Sasha, she's incredible? I, I think it's just that I really, 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 really high hopes for Sasha, and then she came up short of that. But I, the hopes were really high, so that, you know, so she's for really sure. good. She's really good. I think she's really good. I don't, look, I think, I agree with you 100% in that she never seemed to fully find the stride of, she had a gimmick, she had clarity of gimmick, she just didn't really, like, play the gimmick. Like, she had this thing, she had this package, and she kind of was like, well, I want to do some other stuff, too. And right. she didn't really, like, embody that all the time. Sometimes she did. And now I think she's given that an earnest uh, attempt. And I think it's coming out pretty good. Now, I can easily say she's way fucking better than 
than Bailey, and I'll even say she's way fucking better than Asuka to me. I think Asuka's kind of another misfire. I don't really get her. Um, but I, I don't say, think I give I give Bailey credit for Ding Dong. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> I, bro, I've been saying Ding Dong for fucking fifteen years. Okay, she's stolen. I, I've never heard you say Ding Dong. So yeah, because I don't call you a Ding Dong. You're my you're my fucking dude. Why would I call you a Ding Dong? <laughs> uh, but you've never called someone a Ding Dong around me. I try not to to sully your ears with my <laughs> okay, with my let's rage. Get to the young bucks point. So so on all Sasha on, Banks, I'm not done. All okay. I'm saying is that okay. already Sasha to me has surpassed Bailey, has surpassed Oscar. She's not yet on the level of the all time greats of this movement, being Charlotte, being Becky, and even being Ronda. And the woman I am most excited for, actually, in all of this is Nia Jax. I think she has so much to do and so much to grow. I think she has a lot of potential. I really expect big things from Nia Jax. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I like okay. her. I think she can do it. That's surprising. I never thought you liked Nia Jax. I, I don't like what she's up to right now. I think Shayna Baszler is garbage. But I see potential in Nia Jax. Just like I saw potential in a young punishment martinez who can all agree (laughs) as damien priest he's not there yet but he's turning a lot of heads a lot of guys watch him go yo there's something there man there's something there (laughs) did you see the shirt that uh uh, petroniac phil pesapani made for me it's it's lance archer it's it's damien priest a picture oh yeah yeah you showed me that says lance archer (laughs) yeah you showed me that (laughs) because i always call him lance archer uh it's great (laughs) Um, I'm just saying I have a great eye for talent. Lance Archer does not have it. Damien Priest does have it, but he needs to go back to Punishment Martinez. (laughs) Nia Jax has it. Okay. Well, Nia Jax, I just think it's, it's, uh, yeah. I I mean, I know we know she's not like most girls that we know. Uh, right. But I, I do think okay. Anyway, I don't want to veer off Nia Jax because I actually want to stay on this text. So, okay. did I say anything wrong about Sasha? Where are you at on Tulo's allegations against my Sasha Banks ranking? That I was too lustful to be uh, to be. Well, he was saying that you like have been shitting on her to him, but all you do is praise her and lust after her is what he's saying. But I think we'd all agree you have not really shown much lust for Sasha Banks. I can openly admit that I do lust for Sasha Banks. I would love to have sex with her. I think she's gorgeous. Uh, separately, as a wrestler, yeah. as a as a as a talent, I could say as a performer, she is doing. Me. That caught me so off guard. I was drinking water. I was drinking the I'm sorry, I gave you, said, you a legit. I, do lust after. I thought you were going to be like delicate with it. And no, then you said I would love to have sex with. No, her. I would love. I mean, she's 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 a real fantasy for me. But yeah. as a performer, independently of that, I think. Yeah. Her gimmick has a lot of clarity. I think she's finally stepping into it and embodying it in a more a constant way. And I think as a champion, she's already more believable and entertaining uh, and uh, just, you know, professional than Bailey. I think she's doing better work than her. So I don't really understand Tulo's comments for you and Sasha, um, but I, I, this is how I feel about Sasha. I think you're in the right here. Now, as far as the Bucks, yeah. I really do not want to have sex with the Young Bucks. And at some point... <laughs> And at some point, <laughs> that caught me so off guard. More now, off guard than what you said. You look. You better keep your fucking dukes up. Listen, when when Shabiro's on the show, you got to keep your dukes up, buddy. Because I'll catch you off guard. Okay, the young bucks. <laughs> the young bucks. 
really do not want to have sex with you. I would, I would never. I would never, okay? They are, I got to be honest. I got to be honest here. They're not good-looking guys. They look like shit. I think Matt Jackson is pretty cute. I think he's got a good face. But the hair is cool so long, but he doesn't look good. Nick Jackson's got a hairline uh, that I would I would curse my family for if I got that hairline. Although it kind of looks like I have it now because I'm laying on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Nick Jackson, you know, whatever. Uh, not as handsome as Matt. Both of them scrawny and doughy at the same time. Really bad bodies on both of these guys. It's it's really shocking how shitty their physiques are. Um, and I don't think the outfit choices do them much much of a favor. But they're very fun. You know, the super kick party is fun. Yeah. That that rockers aesthetic is fun. Streamers yeah. and whatnot. Are they the greatest tag team of all time? No. No, they're not. Are they the best tag team wrestlers in the world today? I could say yes. I mean, they're not one of my guys, as, as I've clearly stated. Who would be a better tag team than them? Ever? No, no, no. I mean, today, right now. I think if they did my dream team of the heavy props. Heavy yeah. Profits, Otis and Montez Ford. No. Yeah. Um, better tag team? I mean, look, if the Hardy Boys reunited, I think that'd be a better tag team. Um, Edge nah. and Christian, better tag team. No, you're talking about – I'm talking about in the game today. I mean – Well, you know. here's the tough, the tough thing about tag team wrestling. In WWE, it's a fucking joke, yeah. right? Such it doesn't matter at all, which is a shame. Um, and in an AW, I don't know. I mean, I love – FTW. I mean, FTR. Because I'd say Revival are number two, probably. I love FTR. I also love FTW. Taz is stable. I think they're great. (laughs) Love absolute Ricky Ricky Sinclair. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the fuck his name is, Ricky Starks. Starks, Which, by the way, I think it's because he looks like John Starks, or no? You know it's because he looks like John Starks. (laughs) And by looks like, we mean what has a similar skin tone? I think it's a hairline thing. Right? He's got the same haircut and skin tone as John Starks. I think Absolute is a great Absolute. name, Ricky though. Sinclair. <laughs> I spaced oh. it, though. I spaced it. For a second. For a se- Come on. He's a, it's a hard thing oh, to remember. laying on the ground, looking up at his laptop. He's on the fire blood, The blood is rushing to my head. I can't remember fucking marginally important. Re- I can't remember, like, D-list wrestlers' names right now, okay? I'm sorry. Sinclair is such a funny. Uh, I knew it was an S. By the way, I got Starks. I got today. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what you're dying today? Because you have an actually funny fucking person on the goddamn show. <laughs> uh, Here I am in all my goddamn glory. Yeah. Extended mix. Um, it's where I, by the way, I want everyone to know, I edited that clip and sent it to Dan. It's so it plays my call letters and then says I'm a winner. And I love that. Yeah. Um, Young Bucks, look, great match yeah. against FTR um, at full gear. Yeah. They're awesome wrestlers. Their mic work leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't appreciate <laughs> their look. I don't appreciate the lack of care they put into their bodies. Because the thing is, they're undersized, right? right. Which is a knock for me. I don't necessarily love an undersized person. By the way, I think Lucha Brothers are undersized. Uh, and I right. think they're awesome. I mean, the matches the Lucha Brothers had with Young Bucks are great. Also, look, it's, it's hard to say what I don't like about the Young Bucks that I haven't said. I just think that they're missing something. They don't feel like so perfect because they're not amazing on the mic. 
their gimmicks a little silly. It's always tough to be silly and then also be credible. You know right. what I mean? Like, silly and credible is a tough mix. That's what I always say. There's an ironic detachment to the Young Bucks that was awesome on the indie scene that is tough when you're, you're in your TV show, you know? It's the thing I would crack down on most if I was working at AEW. I was like, everyone needs to come out like you take this shit dead serious. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, it doesn't mean you can't do stuff that's funny, but don't come out ugh, like Kenny in the Street Fighter t-shirt. Listen, I like Street Fighter. I know you love Street Fighter. Street Fighter's cool. We all we all like Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But man, like you're entering through the fucking actual tunnel as a character. What are you well, doing? Well, man, I I think we got to make the Kenny conversation separate because yeah. cuz I'm going to defend Kenny and I'm going to not defend the Young Bucks. I think the Young Bucks don't need my defense because enough people yeah. love them and support them. The yeah. Young Bucks are great. Make no mistake. I think they're phenomenal, right. and I'm happy to call them the best tag team wrestling today. Yeah. They're, they're great. They're awesome. Not one of my guys. There's something off for me. I think it's because they look – if I saw those dudes walking around, I'd be like, yeah. these guys are fucking dorks. They look like idiots. They dress like idiots, and they're too silly. Um, it, it, it's like what I would wear – to a fake wrestling show like i would pick their outfit for like a ucbw wrestling show or for like right. if we do another comedians of wrestling like Calmania, i could imagine if there was no young bucks that yeah. you and me would like pick out to wear that outfit because it's funny and like be like yeah this is ridiculous we got to wear this and that doesn't to me that's not what i'm looking for in my i mean it's the same thing that's kind of off about the new day is that it's too silly but I think the New Day does a better job than Young Bucks. Well, New Day has uh, the the they actually have what I would call broken brilliance, which is they're in a broken tag division to begin with. Like they know right. no one actually cares about those titles at all. Right. So at least just be entertaining, right? Yes, I think I think the New Day is a successful version of what the Bucks kind of do from a strictly gimmick perspective. Right. But I think the Bucks do a certain type of in ring thing that not many people can do. And I love that indie aesthetic. I think it's great. They have really great, great matches. I just wish that they took their their look. Again, we're talking about how look is just one part of it, right? With Sasha and and the fact that I would love to have sex with her because I'm very <laughs> okay, attracted to her. It's enough. No, I'm just saying that's that's not everything, but it's something. Same thing with the Bucks. Look is not everything, but it adds or detracts. The Bucks, I think, could be an A-plus tag team for me but their look is so distractingly shitty. They need better physiques. They need better outfits. They need better hairlines. They need better faces. They need better everything. Yeah. Better all personalities. Right. Okay. So, um, well, all right. So, I would say the conclusion of this segment of the show is that you're glad I have friendship. Yeah. I mean, if the intro is the same as the conclusion. I'm so glad that when I'm not there to hold your hand, you've got some other buddies that you could text. All right, cool. I want to move on to uh, um, I wanted to move on to uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. First thing I want to start with is, um, I mean, I thought Raw was like a snooze this week. Um, yeah. I thought yeah. Raw was a Raw was rough to get through. I thought. ask me how many times I fell asleep <laughs> trying to watch Raw. How many times? Three times. Three times. Yeah. I I watched it today and I fell asleep again today during the day. Daylight <laughs> nap. Well, um, yeah, Raw was not really great this week. But having we said that, here having said that, there was there's all listen. There's always some nuggets. You know what I mean? Ha right. Having said that, I think Randy Orton 
was fucking awesome every time he was on screen this week. I mean, Randy Orton was incredible, and uh, Shebs, I mean, we have you here. We had yeah. two RKOs in the opening segment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but we did a Patreon episode that was ranking RKOs, and um, we'll do another part at know, some point. I don't know if people know this, but I not only make sacrifices for my best friend, Dan Black, right. I would show up to help him no matter when he needed me, I'd be there. If I threw my back out and he wanted me to be on a podcast for an hour and a half, I would find a way to make it happen. Right. Similarly, I make things happen for the Cow Universe, for the, the Jabroniacs. I will do for you what I do for Dan. And I sacrificed months of my life. I flew down in the middle of a pandemic to the Amazon rainforest, to a bunker in Brazil, right. where I studied tape with a bunch of PhD scientists. Yeah. For three months, I watched nothing but RKOs, and we evaluated, and we right. came up with the definitive system for how to appropriately rank the RKO, okay? It's a three-pronged system with a fourth bonus prong. And let me tell you something. PhD-level intellects were, were amassed in this bunker, sweating our genitalia off, our dongs and our cooters, deep sweat, because we were trapped in a bunker underneath the Amazon rainforest. For months, we watched the tape. And we devised, and they decided to name it this, not me. I'm just sort of like the organizer, but the, they gave me the, the honor. It is known as the Jason Shabiro Memorial RKO patented RKO system. Okay? Now, right. the two RKOs is because we're rating RKOs, but also the rating scale is an R, a K, and an O. We have the respectability. That's for R. How, R stands for respectability. R is for respectability. R. How textbook of a move was it? How clean was the move? Did he execute it with perfection? You could say execute it with perfection. The R right. could also say for execution. You know, colloquially, that's not the official name, but it might I help use execution. It irks you because this is something you actually dedicate a lot of time to in the Amazon and and, and right. Was, I mean, you, you don't know what it's like. I mean, talk to me when you're I wasn't there it. sweating. My, you my cooter wasn't when you, sweating. You talk to me when you have to get an Amazonian spatula to peel your ball sack off your leg because of how much sweat <laughs> has been dripping off that thing. Right. Okay. Right. 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 You know All what right, they so make spatulas the, with out of Amazon? You know what the Amazonian spatula is no. made out of? What? Amazonians. <laughs> wow. They cut up the tribal <laughs> people. They use their they use their bones as spatulas, Dan. Wow. Wow. What's the K stand for? Knockout power. KO. How hard oh, of a move was it? K. How much force was generated? Was right. it particularly devastating? And of course, the O out of nowhereness. R K. Now, um, each of these three fields, respectability, knockout power, out of nowhereness, is an out of three scale. You can award up to three points for each category. Right. right? So, a, a three points for how perfect of a textbook execution there was, three points for how maximum power there was, and three points for how surprising and out of nowhere it was. That comes out to nine. Now, the tenth point right. is that intangible, that X factor, yeah, yeah, that yeah, little yeah. extra something. There's no word for it. The French would call it a je ne sais quoi. The Amazonians would call it some shit in Portuguese that I don't even speak Portuguese. <laughs> right. Bro. All right, but it's that right. extra oomph, that's something you can't quite put your finger right. on or stick your finger in, and that's what makes it that extra 10th gear. And then we evaluated on the Patreon, only one RKO in the history of RKO was the rare 11-pointer, and that's because it's only a scale out of 10, that 10th point being that little extra something, and an 11th 
notch if it was done at WrestleMania, if it was a WrestleMania moment. That, uh, my friends, is the entire breakdown of the Jason Shabiro Memorial RKO patented RKO ranking system. Okay. And it's Memorial just because of Andre the Giant Memorial? No, it's Battle Memorial because I, I almost died down there, Dan. I you get a Memorial died. for almost? You get it yeah. almost? Uh, almost only counts in hand only counts in hand grenades and horseshoes and Amazonian wrestling ranking, baby. All right, Chebs. Uh, so uh, we saw two RKOs uh, this week. And by the way, do we want to tell people what the eleven RKO is, or should they listen to the Patreon episode to hear it? Look, I'm not. Gonna, you gotta listen to the Patreon, bro. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Not go back a couple weeks. You can hear hey, it. why buy the cow, right? But you can have the milk for free. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that was disgusting. Okay, so look, here's the deal. Um. Shebs, the first, we had two RKOs. First RKO, um, and we both rewatched them back, so uh, we're ready to rank them. The first RKO was on Kofi Kingston. Um, it was mid-promo. Uh, he came out, was on the mic. Randy Orton was kind of looking down, and then the RKO happened. So, Shebs, let's, what do we start from the R? How do, would you rank this in terms of execution uh, or respectability? <laughs> I got to be honest, I only rewatched the second RKO on McIntyre. I didn't rewatch this, this Kofi one. And as you know, I was dozing. Oh. Do, okay. Can you play it on the show? Can you play the clip? I can, but then I'll take down the YouTube bit. All right, so don't do it. Why don't you rank it? And I'll just back you up 100%. Okay. Well, I, I, do, remember, I do remember okay. I remember one thing about it. So no, you the, tell me your rankings. Here's the deal. I actually have a question for you about this one. Yeah. Okay. In terms of uh, respectability, I always think that that, and execution, I think of that as execution right right does camera work matter so that, i'm glad you asked that this is the only thing i remember about that rko because yeah. i didn't rewatch it i just watched it the one time the out of nowhereness yeah is where that camera work is going to come to play because right. due to camera fuckery camera yeah. tricks that shit was a perfect out of nowhere uh the, it's a definite three for out of nowhere no right question. now now so camera work does not factor into the to the uh, respectability. Respectability, Dan, no. is only the form of the move. If yeah. you had to teach it in a textbook and say, you do this, you do this, you do this, and I'm going to make you a drawing. I'm going to tell you, or, I think the forms are three on this. Uh, it I was think a perfect he, form? I think actually, I'll be honest, I think both of these are... Both of these are perfect form. These are really good RKOs. I love. I mean, the second one I saw, we'll get to. I thought the form was very good, but yeah, I don't remember the form of this one. No, the, the, the camera doesn't come to play. Back, and Kofi, they land perfect. Like Kofi's well, taking well, Kofi a million is, RKOs over the years. But Kofi's one of those guys. Kofi's one of those guys like Ziggler, who like he knows how to fucking wrestle, man. So I'm he, saying, I, I think he it's can, close he can sell to a move. It's it's it's. It's a uh, uh uh. It's close. It's it's it's. I would give it a two in terms of execution. No, no. And, Let's give it at least a two five. You were hot to make it a three. No, well, the thing is, this is that the camera cuts away, so you can't actually see the neck clinch, but I it see. does the actual hit on the mat. I'll right. give it okay, a two five. Okay. So the here's what we're saying. We're flat. saying is what we're saying is he holds until the neck the whole we time. get until we get somebody's iPhone, you know, Instagram story, other angle on this in the Thunderdome. Do people the bring their iPhones to the Thunderdome? <laughs> yes. Until we get that angle, we don't know. We cannot, in good faith, rank this a three on respectability. It looked as good as it can look. However, the camera did not capture exactly what we need to see to, to, to know beyond shadow of a doubt that this was a perfectly executed RKO. So we're going to give it a 2.5 because it looked great from what we saw, but we, we can't dole out a perfect I'm score. I'm rewatching it don't now. Know. I'm rewatching it right now. Hold on. Yeah. Kofi is cutting the promo. 
I could. Yeah, you know what? It's a it's it's a two five. It's okay. A, it's okay. It's okay. okay. He doesn't two hold five. the neck all the way to the ground. He jumps right, up. Right, it's right. good. It's good. So we'll give it a two five. Two five. Give it a two five. Gang, can you do me a big old favor and just yeah. jot this down because I've been keeping that document of all the oh, RKOs, yeah, 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 yeah. even the minor ones from random raws. I just want to have it for reference. Yeah. So we have a two five on respectability. Yeah. For the knockout power, this is just a, a two. Two. It's a There's two nothing. on knockout power. You can see it even just rewatching it now. It, it doesn't look like it hurts that bad. It's more right, it's of just a, a nice regular. bounce. Now, again, a two means regular. Two is like, hey, it wasn't a weak one. It wasn't a particularly powerful one. This it is just the middle of the road. Good it didn't old look particularly regular. devastating. Right. It was, so that's it was a two. More, it, more felt like more, it felt more like choreography than, than impact. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, then, then for always three. Out, out of nowhere, this was a three because of that camera work. That camera work, I remember being like, whoa, and like, but like, I bet if I was in the room, this wouldn't have been that whoa, but because the no, camera work. No, it's not I, just the camera work. Kofi's just starting his promo. It's very right, early right, in his right, promo, right. and it feels like he actually has something to say. Randy Orton is standing there with his head down. If you look right. at it, he's holding the title the whole time, so he, has to, he does a drop of the title, so that adds a little bit of oh, a little onus because you're like, he's holding something. You know, right. you, you don't just right. jump when you're holding stuff. No, I mean, his hands are full. His hands are full, but then he he's looking at the floor and he just jumps out of nowhere. So I actually think this is a really solid three, not just cam work. Cam work is uh, the cherry on top. Love it. So we got a two point five two and a three that comes out to a seven point five. And yeah. does this have that X factor extra point? Absolutely no. not. There's no. nothing special about this. No, it's a random raw, not a great raw. It's in the Thunderdome. There's nothing. Right. Else, is what it right. is. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So this so is that's that first that's one. a good ranking now. Yeah, lo- I mean, look, guys, I, I can't stress enough how perfect my system is. I, and it's not, even a, it's not even my system. This is a group effort. Multiple PhDs were, were tapped. We had physiologists. We had neuroscientists. We had them all. They were all yeah. down there sweating their cooters off in the jungle. <laughs> okay, so this next RKO, which you saw. Yeah, and rewatched. The R... The, okay, the re- execution on this one for you, Trebs. Where do you want to go? I loved it. I, I think, think that a, might be a three. I think it might be a three. Because it might be a three. I felt like um, the Miz and uh, this was actually a three-person RKO. Yeah, so this was awesome. Just to paint the picture here, this was an awesome scene, which is where Miz and Morrison are holding... Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, you know, like classic mafia. Hey, hold them. They're holding the guy so the boss can slap him around. Yeah. They're holding them. And then they throw him forward into Randy to give him an RKO, which is so funny because that's so not how a hold would go. <laughs> like, you don't no. hold someone's arms back. You do it so they can't be free to defend themselves. Yeah. You don't do it to, like, launch them into an RKO. So that was very that's, funny. That's, you got to suspend your disbelief. That's part of wrestling. You got to suspend your disbelief, yeah. which is great. But the, the holding, was it looked great. It looked awesome. It looked like Randy was the fucking boss, which right. he should be because he's the champion and he deserves it. I, so, I think your execution's at three. It's really good. Yeah, it was, he, he, I mean, it's perfectly timed. It's really impressive. But, but, but think of it like this, Dan. When yeah. you're batting uh, homers, would, if someone pitches you the ball, it's a little tough. If they put it on a fucking tee, if they tee it up for you, you just crack at that thing, baby. So, oh, so Morris, it, it might be not a three because it's... No, 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 no. I'm saying it is a three. The execution yeah. is perfect. 
but it'd be a it'd be crazy if the execution wasn't perfect because it was right there for him, baby. They gave him a nice underhand lob. Right. All he had to do was swing away, and he's a master. So I'd say the execution or the respectability. This is a perfect three. This is as respectable as an RKO can get. Right. Okay. And I'll give you one more, Dan, for okay. knockout power. I'm gonna say that this was a. I'm gonna give it a, a, at least a two point five, maybe even a three on knockout power because of the suspension of disbelief by them throwing. Just throwing McIntyre, launching him towards Randy. To you, you, I, in, in kayfabe, does that add to the, the devastation? Absolutely. In kayfabe, it adds to the devastation. Now, in real life, absolutely not. <laughs> no, okay? absolutely not. No. Throwing someone <laughs> forward is not the same as dropping them down three feet. <laughs> and yet, somehow, in wrestling, that's what it felt like to me as a viewer. I said, this right. must hurt more because I threw him. So maybe you want to make it a 2.5? or I, I would love to do three, but I could go 2.5. Um, I could go, hmm, well, like, knockout, like, I, I would, like, here's why I want to make this a three. I would like here's to make my this case. a three, because I, here's why I, I, make this I like setting the precedent that, like, someone throwing you and, and taking your guard down makes the impact stronger. Exactly. Here's, yeah. I want to make it a three because it's like, they're roughing them up and loosening them up and put, you know, they're. And then they just chuck him into it. Like, it's, it's, there's something powerful to it. Yeah, I think that's a three. It's like almost like a mob beatdown. It's a three. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But out of nowhere, this is a zero, I think. It's a hot zero, <laughs> maybe a point five. I right. mean, we know he's going to do an RKO to this guy. But the thing is, I was maybe a point five, and I, I, I could field an argument for making it a zero. Maybe a point five because, like, he's I holding think, the title. Well, but I also didn't think from, like, a hand, they're holding his arms. I'm like, what's he going to, like, RKO him? And they all four of them go down. Like, how's this RKO going to work here? I didn't know they were going to like launch him into it per se. That kind of surprised me. But it didn't. I wasn't surprised an RKO happened. So I could do a point five or just a zero. Well, I'm also, he gave an RKO like a minute earlier. <laughs> so, so let's that, make that a point. So you want to make it a one? We didn't think we'd see another one because he just gave one. No, I don't know. They I come think it's attacks. a negative. It's like he already he already showed you. He's. In I'm going to say let's make this. Let's make it a point five. I give it point five. Here's why my point comes from. He's whole, he picks up the title, if you notice that, and he holds right. it at him. So it does make you believe the more effective impact would be to hit him with the title. Right. That's the thing. I thought that's what it, I will actually, I maybe want to make this a one because in it's that moment. It's not a one. I, we can't. Okay, okay, it's okay. not a one. But I thought for sure, again, he had the title, dropped it to RKO Kofi, picked the title back up again. So I thought for sure he's going to hit McIntyre with the title because he already did an RKO. But you're right. It's Randy Orton. He's going to give an RKO, so it's a point five. Now, does this get any X factor? I would say no. Yes! Yes, it because does. of the hold? I love the mob beatdown, the boss okay. slapping you around vibe. This had I it. I could see that. I could, I could field an argument for getting a point five X factor, but I don't want to even break out X factor points. It's a binary scale. Was there something cool about this out of the ordinary, or was it not really that interesting to you? I agree. This it was a little interesting to me. It was a little interesting. You are it right. It gave like, me a little. Did it give you a little bit of a tingle? You know yeah. where. Did you see this and go, yo, that uh, actually, like, I like the way that made me feel a little bit. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. So that means that we Again, got Again, the RKO, Dan, the, the Jason Shapiro Memorial RKO patented RKO ranking system. It was very genital-based, okay, because we were in the Amazon <laughs> jungle. Our dongs are sweating. Our uh, cooters are sweating. I got an Amazonian spatula ripping my balls off my leg. So when you get that ball tingle, that's part of it. it that's maybe maybe that's why the Amazon jungle was picked because of the effect on genitalia. You know, well, I guess we'll never really know. But um, so that's two I'm scores in. The scores are both in, and they're both very different 
scored. And yet. But both the same total. Both, both 7.5s. 7. 7. Isn't that amazing? Two completely different RKOs from two completely different walks of life. Two different races, colors, and creeds of RKOs. And yeah. yet, we're all the same deep down. We're all 7.5s. Very entertaining RKOs. Yeah. Wow. I loved both of these, by the way. I loved both of these RKOs. It was great. Randy was great. It's great to see him come out just have a little RKO party. I I, I dig it. Um, and I love cool it. Miz has the case also, but he's helping Randy out. Well, I want to talk about Randy, and I've got 12 minutes before I got to bounce because I now that Alex Trebek is dead, I watch every Jeopardy live. When it pre, I don't I, hard Who's out for me. Meredith Vieira. No, he's yes. still. They have pre-taped episodes uh, till Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am not only the biggest Jeopardy fan you know, but also the greatest Jeopardy player you've ever met in person. And I can tell you this. I get all these questions right. I watch them with my parents. They're sucking my dick. They're like, oh, you're so smart. He's the smart. How do you know all this? And I love it. And I wouldn't trade anything for the world. I love it. Look, I'll come and do your podcast, but when Trebek is on, it's a matter of life and death. All right. Died. So what did you but want to say about Randy? I want to talk. I want to devote the entire rest of this episode to Randy Keith Orton because he is in such an incredible zone right now. I love where he's at. They're making him a mean and threatening and dangerous and, like, bad dude. And that's when Randy Orton excels, okay? He is, like, getting in people's faces and being like, you motherfucker, you fucking listen to me. <laughs> like, that's perfect Randy Orton. Keep going. believable Randy Orton. And I didn't know, I didn't know that they were going to necessarily have him beat McIntyre for the title. When he did, I thought he deserved it. I mean, as you know, we've called this the hot Randy summer. There's been the summer of Orton, the summer of getting jacked for Dan. This is the summer of Slither. Okay. We now all strike in style. He launched the clothing line. I think, and I think all you guys can agree, Randy Orton has been doing some of the best work of the company this summer. All summer long, he was doing consistently great work with Edge, with McIntyre. He has been delivering, and I felt like it. He's been doing the caliber work that deserved to put a belt on him for. I was like, he's doing great fucking work. He could be champ. But there's that Randy Orton conundrum where he was already a 13-time champ. The only people with the belt more than him were Triple H with 14 and, and Flair and Cena with 16. There was the Randy Orton conundrum of how many more times can you give this guy a title run before he eclipses Rick Flair and Cena. So I was a little bit surprised when he beat McIntyre. I, I thought he deserved it. I, I just didn't think they were going to pull the trigger because of the Randy Orton conundrum. And then they pulled it. And now he's the champion, and it feels so right. Randy Orton, that's the ROC? The what? The, the, the Randy Orton conundrum? Yeah, the Randy Orton conundrum. The Republic of China, ROC. He, he, it feels so right as him as champion. And how good is this booking right now with him as champion being fucking vicious and devastating the way he the, that mob beatdown of mcintyre where miz and morrison are holding him down they're like come here you fuck and then they throw him to many rkos like how that feels so fucking good for randy orton to be the champ and be doing that stuff it just works for me and the booking is great because you've got such an interesting thing how boring is it when it's like oh it's this guy feuding with this guy and that's it we've got randy orton mcintyre is pursuing him every episode he wants the rematch that's a credible threat. We've got Bray Wyatt and a very sexy, scary Alexa Bliss facing after Randy Orton. A very credible threat. They have history with Randy Orton at, at one point even being in the Wyatt family. Randy Orton burning down Sister Abigail's house. Tons of backstory. 
So we got McIntyre. We've got Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, Alexa Bliss. We've got Miz and Morrison just took the case away from completely non-credible threat Otis <laughs> and now yeah. put it on Miz, who is, for my money still to this day, the best working Mike'sman in that company. No question. Okay, he's incredible. No question. Miz and Morrison are fucking awesome every week. I love seeing what they do. That's a good time. Now that's a credible threat. And then we have the very interesting, not boring, not textbook, not expected thing of Miz saying, Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, look, I have the case, but look, I'm gonna work with you right now. Well, let's work together. And then and him not turning on him. No, the the, the interesting thing is that Raw rest, WWE product right now, main roster, top of the card is so good right now. It is on fire. It is the best. I can honestly A say storylines on both shows are A plus right now. I can say I agree 100. percent The top of the card on both shows is so. I I am. They have outdone themselves. Wrestling has not been this good in years. This type of top of card storyline booking matches quality is at an A plus right now with Randy Orton as champ, with the Tribal Queef. Roman Reigns is champ. Well, the, it is and then amazing. the drop-off is so high. Every so single steep. other storyline in WWE is absolute <laughs> shit right now. Maybe <laughs> Sasha has some potential. Like, Raw is three hours long. And I fell asleep once an hour. <laughs> I watched Orton, and then I fell asleep. I the watched Orton, and then I fell great. asleep. And then was, the opening segment was great. Everything else was trash except for Alexa and Nikki backstage uh, moment, which was good. But then there was no Fiend, even. Alexa is awesome. She's yeah. always going to be watchable. Uh, no, and again, I chose him. Segment was great. Her Nikki Cross coming at her being like, there's something wrong with you, and her just thinking like, no, you should got to come to the firehouse, Firefly Funhouse and play. That was fucking awesome. Amazing. Let's talk about Roman while I have you for a couple minutes. Yeah. Roman on. Can I just say on, one thing? I just want uh, for the record. Yeah. I just want everyone to know. I I also lost uh, for Alexa Bliss. I'm okay. lustful towards all right, her as well. All right, all right, all right. Just my. to set the record straight. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we. Shame. Okay. So listen. Here's the thing. Um. Uh. Roman Reigns on SmackDown. Yeah. The guy is destroying it. I mean. I mean. Let me tell you a story about me working at SiriusXM. Okay. Okay. I worked at this company at this point for 10 years, okay? I tried to quit that job. I quit eight times, and they begged me to come back. for 12 years! That's you, actually. Yeah, and I, I, they quit. They were like, you got to come back. We need you. Okay, so I've been working there for 10 years. I never loved it, but it was pretty good. It was like, hey, this is fine. It's yeah. a good job. I'm on air, so that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, the salaries, you know, it's a salary. Okay, and, but I was always said, but you know what? You're going to want to keep this job. In case of a rainy day, one day it's going to, you know, you just have that that safety. It's a good thing to have this around. It's a blue chip, big corporate, big company, tried and true. And I said, I don't know. All of a sudden, we got a pandemic. Everyone's getting fucking laid off. People are getting furloughed. No one's got money. No yeah. one's got paychecks. No one's got health insurance. I still got the job. I work at Sirius. Now I fucking love it. I'm here, and th- it is exactly what I what I kept it in my pocket for. I said, you know what? One day, it, it's going to make sense to have this job. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a good thing to have a, a solid, strong, safe, blue-chip job on the roster, okay? Now, I couldn't be happier. It is amazing. It's finally doing the best work of its career, my job. I Now, I'm Zooming. I got more guests than ever on my radio show because of Zoom. It actually has been a... a, a a boon. I'm getting guests in their home. I'm getting tours of Howie Mandel's quarantine bunker. Like, I'm zooming in with the fucking A-list celebrities. It's amazing. 
And I never loved it, but I accepted it. You know, I was like, that's the job. It's fine. I guess it had its moments, but ultimately I'm like, this can't be it, man. Whatever. And now I'm like, you know what? This is what we always hoped one day was possible is right now. That's the same thing as Roman Reigns. I never loved him. He was okay. You're like, look, this guy's jacked. He's in the Anoa'i family. He's a blue chipper. Yeah, there's some moments that are cool, some shield stuff. I don't know, but he kind of sucks. And it's not, it's not the champion we won. It's not, he's not enough. It's just not what we need it to be. And they keep shoving it down your throat. You're like, get the fuck out of here already. Right. And then one day, just like you always knew it theoretically was possible because he had all the ingredients. They just yeah. weren't letting it happen. One day they do that one tweak and they take the goddamn vest off yeah. and they finally give him he had that, extra true, ingredient. that true heel turn that we always knew he needed to make. And even now it's kind of a gray heel turn and it feels great. And finally, this is why we kept him around for so many years. This is why it was, it didn't, this is why we didn't stop watching wrestling when they main evented him at WrestleMania for fourth year in a row. I'll never we were do like, that. I'll never we were like, hey, that. one day this might make sense. Like, I bet there's a world where this is actually a good thing. And now we're there. And it's a great world to be in. Randy Orton, I mean, uh, uh, Roman Reigns is truly doing A-plus work. Is right Roman now. Reigns, are you willing to make him one of your guys? Not yet. Wow. Not yet. Just like me. I, I held back on it. I was like, not listen, yet, I've been because, burned before. Because... Because I can forgive, but I can never forget, okay? And right. there was too much absolute dog shit that they just let him fail up for. There was too much stuff that was doing terrible work, and they were That's like, what great. I said. Everyone, Tulo gave me shit, and I was like, yo, bro, I flew to like five WrestleManias to watch this guy underwhelm every time. How many times? Right. All Dude. of a sudden, he has one good match, and now he's, now he's the king? You know, not yet, not I, yet, you but, gotta earn, but I'm still giving him props. The trajectory looks fine. I mean, I think we could both agree that the, what we've said about Roman Reigns is nothing short of the highest praise you could give a wrestler. All we're saying is I'd like to see this sustain for, you know, two or three pay-per-view cycles. I want to make sure again, it's the same thing, Dan, that you were saying about Becky, that even I was maybe saying about Becky uh. when she first went into the man gimmick. And it was awesome. And she was catching like wildfire. And she was consistently the thing that people were talking about the most every week from wrestling. The biggest story of the week was Becky Lynch. And it still felt like, well, but I want to make sure this isn't just a flash in the pan. I want to make sure she could keep this heat going for six months, for a year. Because she burned you so many times. You were so underwhelmed so many times. Right. Same thing with Roman. I just need to see this keep going for, for three, six months. And once he does that, I'm willing to say, dude, he's arrived. And he's yeah, I, 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 there's, no need to, there's no need to rush. I'll just take it all the way to Mania. I'll make my decree that Monday night after WrestleMania, I'll make my decree about Roman That's Red. huge. Yeah. That's huge. That's what I'll say. That's a, the Monday that's after actually, WrestleMania. That's actually more time than you need, I think. That's more time than I need. But that's <laughs> nah. being safe, I guess. That's Better be safe, safe than sorry. That's to be safe. Let's, uh, let's ride out this season. Right? Okay. Even though I was going to say it was like just started according to WB. <laughs> the season premiere. Yeah, but like you know, just a couple small things about this Roman thing. I love it. It's like he has to authorize promos for Jay. He, Amazing. Like, did, did Roman authorize your promo to to Kayla? You're like, "No." Then they're like, "Well, Paul, there's actually a chain of command. Paul is number 2 to Roman, and then he's Jay a, he's is the right-hand man." Yeah. I love it. And by the way, let me tell you something. This guy not only made himself way better, he made the Usos interesting 
for the first time in i mean they had a brief moment where they were interesting when they first went to the uso penitentiary and they cut like a good yeah. promo two weeks in a row and everyone lost their fucking mind except for me uh aside from those two weeks they've been really not exciting to see ever and he truly has raised the entire family's value the entire family's profile well, jay uso is like a legitimate singles wrestler now almost insane it's like he insane. can win the ic title like he's definitely absolutely. an ic guy absolutely. instantly absolutely right? roman so reigns awesome. is who he says he is he's anyway i want to make sure we talk about one last thing well i gotta thing. go so you've got 30 seconds hit me dvr dvr the beginning is uh, that's not how it goes trebek is dead alex trebek is okay. a better man than you will ever be All right, and i will well, not what do you think memory. of Carmella's new gear? Uh, Carmella's fine. Who gives a shit? It's fine. I mean, whatever. I thought the she looked, looked awesome. I thought yeah, she the looked gear awesome. looked good. The gear yeah. looked good, but I'm not going to pretend that I give a fuck about Carmella or I, that I she mean, seems like a. I like Carmella. Seem like a I'm credible, to see where she goes. She doesn't seem like a credible heel. They're trying to make her like a. I, I, I need more from her before. I, I mean, it was shocking that she's, she came out. She's good. I, I like Carmella. I'm, I'm, no, I'm she's giving her good. The she's good. But she's not a top of the card player for me. But because of how thin the female division is. You know, she's obviously held the title before. So she yeah. is a top-of-the-card player. They're all top-of-the-card players, except for Nikki Cross and that girl who used to be in the Riot Squad, who's a Viking somehow. Everyone but those two are top-of-the-card players in the female division. Okay, last small thing, and then we're going to go. Uh, yeah. Kevin Owens looks way better in a red T-shirt. <laughs> it's very small, but I was like, he looks way better in a red shirt. Classic fat guy trick. Just switch up your outfit so people <laughs> are distracted by the new thing. It's like if you're fat, grow a beard. They won't notice you're fat. Then when they know you have a beard, shave the beard. Now they don't notice that, you, that you're fat because you used to have a beard. You got to keep them guessing so they stop thinking about your fat, fat body. All right, That's not cool. You can sign That's off. Actually, we'll I, I, I want to say that was a little shamey, and I'm What'd sorry, Kevin Owens. You are not fat. You're uh, you're beautiful, and, and uh, you could kick my ass. Seems like you're a little stupid, but you're actually really stupid. So sometimes parents are not what they are. I deserve that. I deserve that. You I deserve got that. away from me there again. All right, Chad, back is out. out. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for really giving us the uh, the science breakdown of the RKO. Maybe we'll do more of them if the people demand it. They got a taste. Uh, we had two 7.5 RKOs today. Everybody, thank you. We'll be back here uh, Friday morning. We'll have an episode of me and Tulo, AEW NXT. Well, I'll give Tulo a chance to respond to the allegations here on the podcast uh, yeah. uh, on the AEW NXT episode. Yeah. It'll come out. Uh, I'm pretty fucking pumped to watch uh, Dynamite tonight, to be honest. Oh, um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to um, be awesome. Dan, can you, uh, can you just tell everyone to follow? follow both me and you on instagram right now you you have more podcast listeners than instagram followers it's a shame you deserve more instagram followers <laughs> we do in have today's more podcast culture, listeners than my i just don't tell people to follow in my instagram. this day Please, and age at though damn black attack but it's one of the, the things they can do to help the podcast the most is the higher profile you have unfortunately followers dictate some of that it's how outsiders view us sometimes as our followers so if you love the podcast following dan on instagram is a great and easy way to support the podcast. You could follow him at Dan Black Attack. And then following me on Instagram may not support the podcast, but it will make Dan very happy because he no, loves me. No, but you should follow, give Shebs a follow because Shebs killed it on the pod today, I got to say. Uh, he actually gave me a, like a five-minute laugh break there. So <laughs> he didn't want to have sex with the Young Bucks, and I did not expect it all. Uh, <laughs> that was really You funny. expected me to want to have sex with the Young Bucks. <laughs> so follow me at Shabiro. That's S-H-E-B-I-R-O. You can check out my podcast, Throwback Explains It All. You can check out my radio show, The Raw report on Sirius XM channel 99 Thursdays at 4 right. and you can check out my best friend Dan Black at Dan Black Attack on Instagram. 
And uh, and check out our Patreon. Get the bonus episodes. Patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. Come hang out with us November 22nd. Shebs, can we count on you in the, in the Thunderdome for Survivor Series? You know I'll be there. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the Thunderdome. Uh, uh, join us at the $5 level. The $5 level, you get access to our weekly bonus episode about AEW NXT. $10 level, you get to our monthly hangouts on Zoom, which were a blast, especially in this pandemic era, to watch wrestling with the group. So everybody, spread the word. Tell a friend about the podcast. Post about the podcast. And everybody, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Kisses. Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday when I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> We'll